Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm looking forward to share with you the Word of God this morning, wherever you may find yourself, whether you're still in bed, whether you're on your couch, whether you're busy with a breakfast or making some food, wherever you may find yourself, um, I'm glad that you could tune in. I'm glad that you could hear. And I truly believe God has placed this message on my heart, and I'm super excited to share it with you this morning. And so here's my question. Have you ever experienced that the peace of God is a distant concept or a, a distant idea? It's something oftentimes hard to obtain. How do I actually experience the peace of God? And especially in moments of life where life is quite difficult, in the moments of life where you needed that peace the most, is oftentimes the place where we struggle the most to experience or yeah, experience the peace of God. And those are the moments where life offers you a difficult moment, a life of worry, a time of anxiety. It, it, it feels like all those things take over and peace just uh, gets eliminated from our lives. And, and I was reminded of this year that we had together um, with lockdown, with COVID, that this was a year so unpredictable. We might have had a normal rhythm of life and all of a sudden everything just changes in a moment. And this might have produced so much anxiety or so much uncertainty in so many of your lives. And it is so often as well that our peace is determined by external circumstances. And so this morning, we want to ask the question, and we have to answer the question, how do we experience a peace that is not determined on any circumstances? Whether the circumstances are in the world, so things we cannot control, or whether it's personal circumstances in our life, how do we experience a peace that does not get determined by any external or any um, exp- any moments or any things of life. How do we experience the peace of God? And therefore, I, wanna, I want you to invite you to open your Bible at Philippians 4, verse 4 to uh, 9. So I want you to join in reading with me. So open your Bible at Philippians 4, verse 4 to 9, and I'm reading out of the ESV. It reads as follows. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which will surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned um, and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the peace of God will be with you. So this morning, I want us just to look at three questions. What is the peace of God that surpasses all understanding? What will the peace of God do for us? And how do we ensure that the peace of God guards our minds and our hearts, which is a vital part of our lives? So let's dive right in. 
What is the peace of God that surpasses all understanding? So firstly, we have to understand that when we look at the Old Testament, peace was highly dependent on external factors. So whenever there was peace, if we say there was peace, it is because there was peace in the land. There was stability, political stability. There was no war. Everything was going well. Then they will say there is peace. There is wealth. There is goodness. But the New Testament talks about a different peace. And it talks about an internal peace, which is not determined on external circumstances. So this is a peace, the peace, the word peace here is a Hebrew word, which we'll say is irene, which talks about rest, quietness, or to join in wholeness. And this is the peace that we want to look at this morning so imagine for yourself the peace of god the quietness of god the rest of god the completeness of god is now given to us the peace of god is a gift that god gives to us and this peace this rest this quietness this completeness surpasses all understanding so what does it mean that something is surpassing it means something is it's outweighing it's higher You can't weigh them up. You can't compare them because it's something that is higher. And therefore, the, the peace of God surpasses all understanding. So what does that mean? It means the peace is outweighing our ability to think that there is even a peace um, that can quiet us, our inner, our inner selves, our inner man, our rest and complete us, whether ex- external circumstances is favorable or not. So this is a peace that goes beyond our ability to think that it's even possible to experience that. And I want to say it again. The peace of God surpasses all understanding. The peace of God, the rest of God, the completeness of God is so powerful. It's such a great gift that we ourselves cannot understand how can we have such rest and such peace. Our minds cannot grasp that even if um, situations is favorable or not, we can experience a rest and a quietness and a completeness in God. So God gives us a peace, which is a rest, which is a quietness, which is a completeness that surpasses thoughts. It surpasses our thinking. And our ability to think of the possibility of such a peace. This is the peace that guards us against external and internal circumstances. Worry and anxiety. Anything. It guards us. So this is the peace. So the peace of God, which is quietness, rest and completeness, surpasses our thoughts. Because it's the peace of God. So what will this peace do? And it it answers us in verse... Um, in verse 7, it says, And the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds. So this quietness, this rest, and this completeness will guard your hearts and your minds. So one thing we got to see, it says, it will. It will guard your hearts and your minds. That means there's a promise here. If the peace of God will do the following thing. The peace of God will guard our hearts and our minds. So what, what comes to mind when you think of a God? We might be more familiar with a police officer or a, um, 
Someone from the army who is guarding, they're protecting. A guard works defensively and offensively. So meaning they need to prevent danger from coming in, but they also got to work out danger if it came in. And that is exactly what this verse is telling us. The peace of God protects our thoughts, our minds from thoughts that shouldn't enter our minds. And the peace of God guards or protects our hearts from feelings that shouldn't enter into our hearts. And secondly, the peace of God then um, uh, operates offensively. Mean If something has entered our mind, it attacks it to get it out. And if a feeling has entered our mind, it attacks it to get it out of us. So the peace of God guards our minds and it guards our hearts. And this is a vital part of always rejoicing in God is when the peace of God protects us. So it helps us that our minds don't get filled with thoughts. It shouldn't get filled with and and our hearts be filled with feelings and emotions. It shouldn't get filled with, but here's one thing we need to guard against. We need to ensure that the peace of God is guarding our hearts and our minds and not a false peace. Because there's false pieces in life. And that's, let me give you a couple. Money is a false piece. So what do we, what do we mean by that? So it means the peace of money is guarding your heart and mind. So that means that as long as there's finances, you're calm, you're at rest, you feel complete. But the moment it gets taken away, there's uncertainty. So if you think of money, you might have people in your life. You might have in a relationship. You might, um, Social media or the control, you want to be in control. And as long as you're in control, there's peace or your education, anything that gives you a sense of fulfillment, it gives you a sense of completeness is a false peace that you're rooting yourself in, in life. And I had a couple of them in my own life where finances is definitely one. As long as there's finances, the moment it gets tight, I get anxious, I get worried. But that's then I'm rooted in that, meaning that is what brings me peace. That is what brings me completeness. Or it might be your education. As long as you're doing well, as long as you're excelling, then you're at peace. But the moment you do something wrong, the moment you fall a bit short, it's like it shatters your whole identity and who you are. That means you're rooted in a false peace. So how do we ensure that the peace of God guards our hearts and our minds. So remember this, the peace of God surpasses all understanding. It excels our minds. Our minds cannot understand how can our inner man be quiet, complete, and at rest when external factors are having such a huge role, when things are falling apart, when things are looking uncertain, when the world is looking so evil and it looks like it just wants to destroy, how is it possible that we can live, still live in peace? And so the peace of God surpasses. And the work of the peace of God, the, the duty, what it does, it protects two vital parts of our lives, and that is our mind and our heart, because out of the heart flows the abundance of life. It's out of our hearts that everything comes forth. And so on that point, we should be very careful once again, what we allow in our minds and in our hearts, what we allow to think, what we allow to watch, what we allow to listen to, because these things can create things in us 
that brings out, that doesn't help us to stay rooted in the peace of God. And there might be many more things that you allow in your life that is affecting your internal peace. So how do we ensure? This is the third point and the final point. How do we ensure that the peace of God guards our minds and our hearts? How do we ensure that the peace of God guards our minds and our hearts? And verse 7 continues with the answer and it says, let me read it in full. It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in, very important word there, in Christ Jesus. So how do we make sure that the peace of God is guarding our hearts and mind? We've got to make sure that we're in Christ Jesus. We've got to make sure we remain in Christ Jesus. So yes, three points I want to share with you. How do you ensure that you stay rooted in the peace of God? Firstly, we need to be in the gospel of peace. Ephesians 6 verse 15 says this, with the readiness of the gospel, the gospel of peace. So when we are in the gospel, when we are completed with the gospel, when we are completed by Jesus, we receive a peace and a quietness in our internal. Remember that when I said peace is also to join to completeness. So when we join in union with Christ, when we become one with Christ, the gospel of peace is now ruling in our lives and in our hearts. Ephesians 2 verse 14 says this, For he himself is our peace. For he himself completes you. For he himself, he himself, Jesus gives you rest. For he himself quiets your hearts and your mind. For he himself makes you whole. And so firstly, if we want to experience the peace of God and ensure that we are rooted in the peace of God, we need to be in the gospel of peace, in the good news of peace. Hear this one as well, Romans 5 verse 1. It says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, since we have been justified, now that we are in right standing, now that God, now that we're in, in Jesus, by faith, we have peace with God. Now we become, now we come into a place where we have Peace with God. And this is from a place where we put our faith in Jesus. It's when we repent and believe in the gospel of Jesus that we receive the gospel of peace. So if you want peace in your life from any external circumstances, you need to be in the gospel of peace. Secondly, you have to grow in your knowledge of Jesus. 2 Peter 1 verse 2 says, My grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. So how does grace and peace be multiplied to us? In the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we don't just want to gain information about God, but we want to get knowledge about God. We want to know God. It says we want to know Jesus because it's in the knowing of Jesus. This knowledge is not just intellectual knowledge. It's actually knowing who Jesus is that uh, uh, opens a door, opens our hearts to receive grace and peace from 
God. While I was preparing for this point, I was thinking about Matthew 8, verse 23 to 27. And that was when Jesus was sleeping in the midst of a storm. Just hear this. And when he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. And behold, and behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But he was asleep. And they went and woke him, saying, Save us, uh, O Lord, we are perishing. And he said to them, Why are you, um, why are you so afraid, you of little faith? And there, then he arose, and he rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. And they marveled, the men marveled, saying, What sort of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? What sort of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? And what I believe out of this is an application we can take away is sometimes the storms of life make us react like this. Oh, Lord, do you not care that we are perishing? Oh, God, can you not see our situation? And God is resting. God is sleeping. God is not disturbed by our circumstances. And they go and they're waking up, uh, crying out to him. But I believe if they knew who was sleeping there, they might have reacted differently. And oftentimes we struggle with an inner peace. We struggle with the peace of God is because we are lacking in knowledge of who God is. If we know who the God is, who God is, it will give us a different outlook even on our circumstances and our situations in life. And so we need to draw our minds back to the knowledge of him. When the storm comes, when anxiety strikes, when worry strikes, when finances strike, when uncertainty comes into your life, you need to draw your mind back to saying the peace of God. Who is the peace of God? Who is God? The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the the Alpha and the Omega, the creator of heaven and earth, the one who said, do not worry about what you shall eat or what you shall drink. The one who said, I'm not unaware. God is not unaware on the amount of hairs on your head. He's the one who says, do not be anxious about anything. So a second point, how do we ensure that we remain rooted in the peace of God is we need to grow in the knowledge of God. And then lastly, through prayer. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Do not be anxious about anything. Do not let anything in life disturb the peace of God in your life. Do not let anything rattle you. Do not let anything make you uneasy. Do not let anything bring anxiety or worry or uncertainty in your life because the God that is inside of you is greater than you who are in the world. So how do we do that? In everything by prayer. And supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So prayer means we're talking to God. You're opening your heart to God. Supplication means you're bringing your needs before him. Your requests are being made known before him. And thanksgiving is a way that we remind ourselves of what God has done previously. Oftentimes in the midst of difficulty, uncertainty, anxiety, and worry, we forget the moments God brought us through. God brought us through the storm, brought us through anxiety, brought us through uncertainty. And so we need to draw ourselves back to that place of giving thanks for the things that God has already done and previously done. And it will remind us that he can do it uh, again. So I want to read you a short 
quote from C.S. Lewis. He said, C.S. Lewis once observed that if one's gaze, one's focus remains fixed on the right place, the right action will follow. If one looks only at the action, uh, if one looks only at the action, the burden is placed on the person's ability to carry out the action. The believer should look to the God of peace, not the need for peace in this situation. So here what Lewis is saying is that we need to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. Because the moment you look for peace in the situation, not to the God of peace, you're putting the burden on yourself to do something. But except we can put our gaze, we can put our focus to God, and he will be the one that helps us. So that's the message this morning, that the God of peace, the the peace of God surpasses all understanding. It outweighs your mind. You can't think about it. Don't try to even... uh, uh, Grasp it with your intellect. You'll never grasp how the peace of God is. It's great. It's a gift that God gives us. Rest, completeness, and quietness in our inside. In the midst of unfavorable circumstances in the world. And the peace of God's responsibility, what it does in our lives, it guards our minds and our hearts. And how does it do that? When we remain in Jesus. Firstly, we need to be in the gospel of peace. Secondly, we need to grow in the knowledge of Jesus. You need to make time to know him. This December, don't rest from God, but rest in God. Don't take holiday from God. Be in him. Rest in him. Grow in your knowledge of him. And then lastly, remain in prayer. Prayer fixes our focus. Prayer draws us back to focus on God. Prayer reminds us of the things God has already done in those times that he brought us through. And it helps us to open our hearts, to communicate with God and make our requests known to him. So what can you do this December to experience the peace of God in your life? And looking to 2021 to ensure that you remain in the peace of of God in 2021. I want to give you three actions that you can consider doing. Firstly, Make intentional time to think of places where you are rooted in a false peace. Think of places where you are rooting yourself in the wrong peace and not in the peace of God. Secondly, repent of those places. Repent of places um, and ask God to help you where you have placed your peace in something else but Him. Um, You've grown in many other things, but you've not grown in the knowledge of Him. um, Repent of places where you're trusting, where other things is completing you. Money, education, a relationship, or whatever it might be that completes you, that gives you rest, or makes you feel calm. Repent of those and put your faith, put your trust um, back into Him and grow in the knowledge of Him. And lastly, create intentional time to gain knowledge of God through Scripture. Let us not rest from God, but let us rest in God in this holiday, setting us up for 2021. The peace of God is something God gives us. It's a gift. And God does not want us to worry. God does not want us to be anxious. It might be a reality for many of us. But God is saying when we're in the gospel of peace, growing in the knowledge of Him, and making our requests and our thanksgivings known through prayer. The God of peace will guard our hearts and our minds. Let me pray for us. Father, 
I thank you for your peace, your quietness, your rest, and your completeness. Lord, no one in this whole world completes us but you. No one gives us rest the way you do. Lord, no one can do this for us. And so, Father, I pray that we will not try to grasp with our intellect how your peace surpasses all our understanding, but, Lord, that we will trust that your peace will guard our hearts and our minds. Father, that whether we're in favorable and unfavorable circumstances in life, Lord, that there's a quietness and a peace inside of us, Lord. Father, I pray for all those that are anxious and worried, Lord, that you will move in their lives, God, that they will root themselves in the gospel of peace, Lord, growing in the knowledge of you, Lord, and setting their gaze, setting their focus on you through prayer. God, may we rest in you in this holiday as we remember you, Jesus. May you be with us. Your presence is in us. Your power is in us. And Lord, I pray for a great time in your presence this holiday, that we will create more time than normal to spend time with you in word and in prayer, trusting you for the year that is to come. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. I thank you uh, for watching. And I hope this word blessed you this morning and may it become a reality in your life. Amen. Enjoy your Sunday. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.